comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in the house, I returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth. I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime. I am the Flash. I'm here because the future of the world is in peril. Because of a man named Vandal Savage. I chose you eight to travel throughout time to stop them. You got the wrong guy. Hero ain't on my resume. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legend. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode number 57. And I hope we can pull you away from binge-watching Daredevil long enough. <gasps> Mention that. Why not? It's the truth, man. I'm hey, I'm in the middle of watching it. I mean, I know you are. I'm not. I didn't watch it. I ain't watching none of them. Oh, you're lying. We just talked I've about been... other things on this morning. Uh, I don't. I don't know who you talking about. What you saying? <laughs> what you saying? Party man, huh? Are oh, you lying? You're a company man, huh? You're on the party. I'm sorry. Line. What are you boys talking about now? I got. I got lost. Daredevil. Oh, let I me pause no... my episode of Daredevil so I can get in this discussion. Oh. <laughs> No. I thought everybody was bitching. Okay, up. pause. Okay, all right, I'm ready. Ain't no loyalty right now. <laughs> I got priorities. I go where the, you know where I go? I go where the good TV is. And, ain't no know. loyalty in this show. And you ain't watching Lucifer then? No. I, well, I am for the purposes of this podcast. <laughs> yep. Shots fired. Shots for the purposes fired. of critical analysis. Shots fired. Although, you know, there was a little glimmer. Well, we'll talk about it when we get to it. But there was yes. a little glimmer there of what that show could be, I thought, Very during true. that. The yeah. whole auction sequence, you know. Very true. Uh, joining me on this uh, joint uh, to pick up the pieces after a week off of DC TV podcast, we uh, we had some scattered episodes here and there. It's kind of our grab bag since uh, the main shows, Flash, Arrow, iZombie are all on break. Legends of Tomorrow is on break now. So what we did was we took the episodes that were left over. It's two episodes of Gotham, uh, one episode of Supergirl, one episode of Legends. And then two episodes of Lucifer, which I'm sure we'll be able to get through pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> at least that show for sure. It's it all together. And bring it, bring it, bring it all together into this uh, mess. But uh, first off, we're going to start off with what what uh, happened. He's the, uh, the the James Olsen of of National City on Red Kryptonite, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Only I would truly show love to the woman that I am with instead of James. Being all sensitive and leaving his woman left like leaving her crying, just crying. And the woman who's not afraid of Arkham Asylum because she's always packing a couple of pythons. <laughs> Miss Jerry Atkinson, you have an impressive set of guns, ma'am. That just, sounds rough. Thank you, sir. I work sun's very out, hard. Sun's out for you. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I get a lot of cardio in, and then I get a lot of strength training from throat punching people. Mm. So it's working out so far. 
Plus, it's yeah. something you enjoy, you know? It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives the enjoyment and the cardio. I mean, it's, a, it's a win-win, really. So punch James in the throat. See, all right, you're all on fire about James. Let's just go right to Super Bowl first time. We're very passionate today. We're on right. fire about the James Me here. My homie like that. That ain't right. Uh, let's just go right to Supergirl then. We'll talk about that first. We'll get that out of the way. Then we'll go to Gotham. Then uh, Legends and Lucifer. The land, the, la- the land of the lame. Legends of Lucifer. Legends of the lame it is, yeah. Although Legends wasn't as bad as the week before, but I mean, we'll get to it. Not saying much. That. That's not saying much. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, I thought the relationship between White Canary and that other nurse had more merit to it than like three three episodes of Kendra and. Um, yeah, and, that was hot. Yeah, and, um, yeah, that was like uh, that was you know that was decently done. You know? And Firestorm Usher, like what yeah. is going on? Gosh. What's up with you, Firestorm Usher? Like, <laughs> what? Who was this girl with? Is she with Usher? Yeah. Is she with a boyfriend? Like, I don't know what was going on. I don't know. Yeah. Well, everybody, uh, Supergirl season one, episode sixteen, falling is the episode title, and. This is, I, I don't know if this is like, this might be my favorite episode of Supergirl so far. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, Kara gets hit with some red kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like Superman in Superman 3, if you uh, remember the Donner films. Uh, and I, on the third one was by Richard Lester with uh, Richard Pryor in it. But there was an interesting yeah. sequence where uh, after being exposed to um, uh, like a red kryptonite type thing, you know, we get a, an homage to a scene from that in this section. Yes, with the, totally. But she's in the bar flicking the nuts at the bottles. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yes. I was like, oh my god, it's so great. But anyway. I know, I was like, oh, that was just like, yeah, it was, it was joyful. <laughs> it was nice. It's funny, this episode starts out with Kat on an interview show. Oof. On CBS's The Talk. <laughs> Ouch. Oof. Not even The View, it's The Talk. That's the one time they got me to watch that show. Oh, <laughs> I'm with you on that, man. I'd rather watch the TV just be off. They are the worst. I, I don't know how you get paid to do a TV show where you just talk over each other for an hour. I don't I feel bad because uh, Isha Tyler's on there now, isn't she? Yeah, she and is. And I like her. She's awesome on Archer. You know? She is, but I don't. I'm but all of them together in one show, they all talk over each other, so it's mm-hmm. just weird. She's saying that, you know, Supergirl's the kindest person she's ever known. Oh, the greatest. And, you know, obviously it's a CBS show that she's on, so it's like a cross-plug or whatever. Thanks. Oh, of course. Thanks, cross-marketing. Karen catches part of the interview on the TV at work. Mm -hmm. She gets called away uh, to a fire, and when she's rescuing the firemen, she walks past some rubble that's hiding some red kryptonite. Some firemen? Yes, she saves some firemen. She kind of stumbles... But her well, veins kind of glow. And yeah. It's like, well, even before that, there was a really sweet scene of a girl getting bullied, and she caught it and flew down and right and kind of said, you know, and looked and found her name and pretended to be her, you know, like even she knew her mm-hmm. to, to to deal with the bullies. I like that one. That was a, that was a that was a sweet little scene that they threw in there. But uh, you know, immediately she starts to like, uh, like she dresses. She starts listening to like edgy music, and she like, yeah. she dresses like cat kind of, you know. Cat even says like, "Look at you dressing like an adult," you know. <laughs> I wrote that down. Oh, and that we also cool forgot life. another thing though. A little scene with, uh, with her uh, friend zone uh, guy, when uh, the meanie, the meanie uh, on the show, Wade and uh, mm-hmm. meanie's name, Siobhan. Okay. Siobhan? 
The one who's like having the uh, the the uh, the down low thing with Win. Yeah, the second assistant. Uh, yes. Yeah, Siobhan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was funny. That was a little funny <laughs> as well. Oops! Don't be peeking. Yeah. But she's kind of gloats over Siobhan when she like outperforms her, and she gets tickets to Club Apocalypse. Oh boy! <laughs> I wrote that down too. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like ding, 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 ding. Oh boy! And she's like, "Don't be jealous or do. I don't really care." That club was crowded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's uh, Kara's getting less and less patience uh, with Hank. Mm-hmm. She goes back to DEO. She goes off on Hank for not appreciating how much she uh, she risks and. Uh, you know, he called. She basically calls him out, kind of calls him a coward. You know, it's like. Well, this is her way of what I what I like about this is this episode is the writer's way of kind of getting all that tension that's been going on since the pilot, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a way of getting it out because Supergirl would never have said this stuff to any of them because she holds it in. She doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but this is a nice way of kind of getting those feelings out, and they have to deal with it now. The the red K like the longer it's in Kara's system. The worse she gets. Oh, she got mean. And she overhears Siobhan showing Cat Grant a video of Supergirl letting an alien get away. Mm-hmm. But Cat's like kind of wanting to hold off on it because she's you know there's no context. There's wondering I you know she you know she just got done saying how great Supergirl was. She's a little hesitant to like try to run an expose. But Siobhan sends the video to the Daily Planet. Uh, but Kara stops the email before it's sent and prints it out. Bad move. So snitches out Siobhan. Snitch, yes. And uh, Cat fires her. Yeah, she got snitches. Yeah, Siobhan's kind of the worst. She's the worst. (laughs) She's supposed to be. You're supposed to hate her. She's the foil. I don't know. I can't hate her like I want to. Why? Because she's hot? Yeah, kind of like she she has the dead inside. Think with your other head, Daryl. You can do it. I'm sorry. She has the eyes of no soul. I don't want to give anything away because from reading the comics, I know who Siobhan ends up being. Yes, I do too. So considering what's what's coming up, like I said, no spoilers. Um, It it fit in, you know? Totally fit in. They go to the club. Yeah. They invite Wynn along. Sure. Why not? Sure. (laughs) Of course. And doom, 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 that girl Carol. Doom, doom. It's like uh, she's uh, asked James to dance, and she says uh, she wants what the poor man's lowest lane was too idiotic to keep. Wow! I say, girl, pulled his car, just pulled it. Girl, oh. you is no joke. Mm-hmm. That was caddy. She, she, it's like she just pulled her wig off metaphorically. She, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was pretty. It was pretty great. Wow, James is James isn't into bad girl Kara though. No, because James is is he's pretty, so he thinks they all have to treat him like he's a king. And the first time they don't, he gets a hissy fit. Yeah, I'm coming for James. I'll take him. He ain't gonna fight me. You don't want this. Cat uh, calls James to set up a, a meeting with Supergirl, and uh, Kara's like using her super strength to keep James on the dance floor. That's right, with her. I'd have said you ain't got to use that. <laughs> Just, you like Bad Girl Kara a lot more, huh? Most, I, I love most Kara people Kurt. I talk to yeah. in the in the in the in the um the Facebook group do you know? No, I love Kara, and if she's bad or good, I mean you can't be good all the time. I I, I love both. I love both sides. This is a, a scene, quite the scene with Supergirl. She shows up at Cat Grant's office. Mm-hmm. And like literally throws her off the balcony. 
Don't you want to do that to your boss every day? Catch um, every day. No, maybe. Every day. <laughs> I love my boss. Nope. nope. I love my boss. Well, you have a good boss. <laughs> yes, I do. I throw she, she, uh, like catch him. Catches her right before she hits the ground. Shoot. That would have not been me. I'd have been like, oh, please. That's, what was that line in Deadpool about wearing the brown pants? Yeah, sure. <laughs> nice. I would have. I would have hoped I was wearing brown pants that day. If and that I'd have floated over it. Not as it with mm, lights. Yeah. Somebody need to clean that up. <laughs> Ain't gonna be me. Uh, Supergirl catches her, and she says, um, "True power cat is deciding who will live and who will die." That's <laughs> evil. Um, true. This is where but, she yeah. starts. Yeah, this is where she starts to get scary. Just being honest. The, uh, the DEO with Wynn and James finally figure out something's up with Supergirl. Hey, we're just too long. Uh-huh. And uh, it turns out that the uh, Red Kryptonite was created by none other than. Guess who? A whole doucheface. Yep. Doucheface right. number one, Maxwell Lord. Great idea. Shows Great idea. up at the DEO mm-hmm. right as they make the discussion. Doucheface says what? Good, good timing on his. <laughs> <laughs> The, um, he was trying to lure out Non, and that synthetic K was supposed to kill him. That was a trap for Non. Now what's so, so... He's, so he says. Cause yeah, that's the dumbest <sighs> damn idea I've ever heard in my life. Because if you really were trying to do the right thing, if you have this form of kryptonite, why don't you just tell them you have a weapon now? You have a new weapon you can deal with the Kryptonians that are still coming, by the way. Yep. They're not gone. This is not over. They're still out there idiot so you think you're gonna kill Sue? if in his stupid idiotic mind it's to kill supergirl why would you kill the one kryptonian and then want to kill everybody mm-hmm. that that's really dumb i mean mm-hmm. I, I could see you hating her and all that True. i got it but that's Plus, just yeah, he's like unhealthily obsessed with her i mean he like basically like killed what a dozen a half a dozen women trying to clone her yeah yeah you, you know i mean he's don't. got an unhealthy obsession it's not i mean this story about like luring non or whatever it was I did, that did not wash with me. No, minute. it didn't wash with me either. I'd have been done. Listen, you, you you'd be crazy and obsessive. That I, I get it, but don't you want to live? Like, yeah, don't this you is your. There, there's no other planet here for you. Right. <laughs> only this, this is it. Planet. This yeah. this is it. Unless you got something in your back pocket. Like this is this is all we got. So, um, dummy, why would you take the biggest weapon you got off the field? Like, I don't understand your idiotic uh, plan there to do right. something. And like uh, Alex is just furious at him, but I'm I'm gonna bleep this myself. But uh, they're just due for a hate <laughs> at some point. You know it is. I wait I can't I couldn't think of times. like a better way to put that other than to bleep it. So I mean, between the two of them, it's just like. And you know what's gonna set her off too? I think is is, is what Kara says to her when we get to it later on. Sure. One of her conversations, it hit home. I think it hit it hit home. She going. She's gonna make a bad decision. She Alex heads home to Kara's apartment, and while Max decides to says he'll work on a cure for what he created, um, she shows up and Kara's like dressed up like Aunt Astra, Darth Kara. <laughs> she burned her own wardrobe, I guess, which Alex helped picked her out, you know, picked out, and then Kara goes off on her, yeah, and accuses her of not wanting her to reach her potential because she's jealous. You know, without me, you have no life, and that kills you, says Kara. And kind of true though. Deep down, you hate me, and that's why you killed my aunt. It's kind of true that she she really has no life. She she has it's been so focused on her that she really hasn't developed any type of uh, life. She has no friends. She does nothing outside of 
Kara. And I think that that's gonna make that probably will make her make a bad decision if she gets drunk at a club, she's gonna wake up in the wrong bed. Well, it's just, uh, I mean, you made a great point, Daryl. They were able to use this, uh, you know, the writers were able to use this red kryptonite to like get a lot of issues that have been in the series, right? Yeah, you know, like out the door or muscle, or totally, totally. Messed with, you know, totally. Um, it was, it was, it was good, good luck on their part. Yeah, and then, like everything that she says to to Alex is. You know, fairly true from a perspective. Oh, you know, sure. she's, she's yeah, not wrong not about it. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, her, Alex's whole deal is a DEO. You know, yeah. her whole deal is watching over Karen and stuff. Cat decides uh, that it's her duty to warn National City about the new Supergirl. That made me mad, though. She did turn on a dime on her. Yeah, it's a little too quick. Like you just, you don't even know what's wrong with her yet, and you already. Uh... Yeah, but if there's a chance that she's right, and she knows for a fact that she's right because she did get dropped off a building. You would need to tell the public, hey, don't embrace this woman as a hero. You could end up, I don't know, dropped off a building. So, yes, she turned quick, but right. that's enough to turn anybody, right? I know. Um, when it's okay. somebody with this power, I mean, <laughs> yes. it, yeah, i got to think of it that it's way. Just like man. Batman. You have to have the contingency plan. It's all fun and games. We're on the same team. But if anything happens to you and you go rogue, I need to be able to take your ass out quick. Plus, it's happened like a million times in the comics. I mean, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> But in this world, it probably mm-hmm. hasn't happened. Right. I'm just saying it's like such a trope in comics. So. It is. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that's true. Oh. Um, so, oh, Senator Crane comes back from the White Martian episode. See, I thought it was going to be a little something with the, him and her with her and Hank. Yeah, I kind of yeah. got that too. They were kind of yeah. Then, oh. then Gina Torres just turned. Yeah, mm. yeah. She's like, look, do your job. Supergirl's a dangerous uh, alien. That's what you're here to fight. Go out there and get her. Yep. So they head out, the DEO heads out, they got some kryptonite bullets, and they got a Lord's finished weapon, but they are no match for Supergirl nope. in full fury. And the only way they were able to take her down is for Hank to reveal himself to the world and become Martian Manhunter. Ah, oh, I felt so bad. Oh my god, after all those years of like keeping it under wraps, like finally, yeah. So bad. Did the CGI in that fight bother you at all? Actually, I think they did a better job of choreographing the fight with those two powered people. Because usually they make. I don't like how they make John so weak in the show. This is the yeah. first time he's actually like. But loose. He actually kicked mm-hmm. her. Like, he, he showed that he's more experienced. Because he's he's lived for a long time, so he should be more experienced in in uh, using his abilities than she oh, would yeah. ever be. Because she hasn't, you know, interacted with other. Uh, he's trained for a specific before. purpose. He has a special set of skills, Daryl. And she set him <laughs> off because he was like, "Not today." It was mm-hmm. like a father, like you know, saying to a daughter, "I All have right. to stop you." Like it, you, you, I mean, he just beat the living boo boo out of her. Well, there was also there was a thing in the, the the Justice League Unlimited cartoon where Superman talks to Darkseid about living in a world of tissue paper mm-hmm. and like always having to hold back, always you know, right. for being afraid of like breaking someone's arm for patting them on the back or whatever. Right. You know, but with Darkseid, he could just let the hell loose and just mm-hmm. you know show how strong he really was. And that's how I kind of felt about this. Like, Martian totally. Manhunter yeah. knows the Supergirl is going to have to take that kind of, you know, a, a punishment to take her down. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. it's the first time he's been able to unleash in, you know, a long, long time he's been living. Because you know, he even held back when he fought his own, uh, the White oh, the Martian. Martian. Right, right, so, right, it's true. So it was just ama- It was just great to see him just, set, like, listen, I, mm-hmm. you ain't punking me today. Right. Not today. 
It was like Popeye. He'd taken all he could stand, and he can't stand no more. Exactly. He did. <laughs> totally. That's totally right. He kind of <laughs> did, yeah. Um, he's able to stun Supergirl long enough. Alex regroups and hits her with the uh, weapon that Maxwell created. Yeah, she was going to kill her. Like, she yeah. straight up was going to kill her sister. Yeah, she was all the way red kryptonite, you know. Yeah. Um, Alex pleads for Hank to run away, but he stays and allows himself to be arrested. Yeah, I was so sad. When he winked at her, with the ma- when he had the his true face and he winked at her. Yep. That was so sad. Because yes. I knew what he was going to do when he did it. When he winked at her, I was like, oh, man, he's going to give himself up as some kind of... Um, Yep. Some kind of way of like, if they put me on trial, right. then I could show the world that we're aliens are not all evil. This will be his way of kind of, you know, putting out an olive branch. Yeah. yeah. Carol wakes up guilty in the DEO. That scene, she, she. Her first concern is like whether she killed anyone. Yeah. She yeah. doesn't care about what happened to her or, mm-hmm. I mean, she's just like, she knows everything that happened. But her cry, like when she broke down, yeah, she she really did a great job. Um, True, when she did that, like when she truly broke down and really was like, I tried to stop, I couldn't, you know, like when she went through that, it was uh, it was really an emotional scene. I was moving. Might drop the tear myself. Yeah. Really? Then that asshole James. Yeah, James <laughs> stops her from telling him that she loves her. Says he needs some space. Mother. Mm-hmm. But I mean, think about her. You got Alex like letting her know that she they have to work on the things that she brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank is in a cell. You know, James. Oh, it's the puppies. Oh, cool. That's what these is what we go through. This yeah, yeah. We go through. Um, James, you know, just stop. He's like, stop you right there. <laughs> I love it when she. And plus, the whole city that. is scared of her now. Yeah, I loved it though when she when she finally said, "I'd have been jealous of anybody that was in love with you." But no, what does James do? Don't say that. I gotta go. You made me mad. The uh, at the end the episode ends with Supergirl visiting Cat to apologize, mm-hmm. and Cat uh, tells her, "Well, you could probably win the city's trust back, but it'll be hard." Yeah. Now that's right. kind of you. You brought up the because I had thought about that cartoon. I was going to bring this up too, but go right ahead. Mm-hmm. When we get to the end, uh, and the cartoon straight up was uh, Darkseid had um, brainwashed, brainwashed, and, and he yeah. came back and attacked, and he broke the brainwashing. But what the world didn't trust him anymore. Like people were were scared yeah. of him. Pretty much where we are now with including with including his trusted friends like uh, yeah, Doc, yeah. yeah the professor um Doctor Wells Hamilton. or uh, Hamilton never, I'm sorry he never mended that friendship with Hamilton right Hamilton ended up that. becoming yeah they used that in Project Cadmus later yeah, yeah. Like, he became anti superhero after that Holy but man. it totally reminded me of that episode too it's called Legacy mm-hmm. it's a two parter and yeah he gets brainwashed by um dark side and unleashed on on metropolis right and uh you know he has to win back the trust of the city same same as that and lois he's talking to lois at the end saying i don't know how i'm gonna win back the trust of the people again mm-hmm. like w- w- after what i've done and basically says the same thing cat did it'll be hard but you'll you know you'll have to you'll you can do it it'll, it'll be difficult after what happened but you can do this yeah. You earn them back one at a time, but you you can do this. But uh, yeah, I give this an A. I give this episode yeah, an A. I, Total A. This, this is an A. 
This is an A for it's me. It's an A episode, big time. It changed the board. Like, this totally changed the, the show. Absolutely. They, yeah, this was like everything that we've been seeing her sublimate just come out, just bam, in your face. I mean, all these sublimated emotions she's been going through and, yeah. you know, the, the whole acting like nothing phases her and she's the happiest person in the world and she trusts the organization, all of that just, Done. you know just came out in living color she was amazing that was the best acting acting job i've ever seen her do oh, yeah, was, me too it, it was just staggering the way she changed yeah it, it really awesome. made me believe it it was an awesome episode i mean i know the supergirl flash crossover uh is coming up but it's gonna have end of the month yeah hard shoots to fill you know to to fill after this episode man mm-hmm. it was uh it's quite nap. so straight a's across the board i guess for that episode yes all sweet totally <laughs> Let us move on to Gotham. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to go to uh, Season 2, Episode 13. Wrath of the Villains, colon, a dead, a dead <laughs> man feels no cold. Emphasis on the colon. All these colons. <laughs> I know, we always have the colon. What the colon? All these mother-effing colons in this mother-effing show. we got to put the colon in the middle of so many words. I don't know. <laughs> Too many words without without the colon, I guess. Too many words. Um, this this episode starts. It's the second part of the Mister Freeze origin story, mm-hmm. um, with the you know, the payoff and everything. And uh, pretty, I thought it was really well done. I, I really liked this. I thought it was especially like you know, Nora and Lee bonding, right. stuff like that, because she became, became her doctor or whatnot. And decided to stay with her. Um, the episode starts out at Ace Chemicals. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. It did. I was laughing. I was like, oh, I think we could have a joke. No. Home of the Joker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, he did. Put on your red hood and dive in the vat. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> He's, uh, break- Victor Freeze is breaking into a lab to get uh, liquid helium for his formula. Mm-hmm. But by the time the GCPD get there, uh, the guards and the cops are already on ice. And there's one guy in an ice cube and the words, free my wife, uh-huh. carved yeah. into the cube. That was pretty, pretty gangster. Pretty gangster. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cold. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Yeah. It's a dish best served cold. <laughs> you know what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the Ice Age. This bad, terrible movie. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a very... Oh, that just happened. It did. Colon slash it slash colon, colon. <laughs> terrible colon slash colon terrible slash. Batman that worst Batman movie ever colon of all time. wow Batman and Robin you've never seen it no Joel, that's not Joel the Spurs. worst movie in history no Sorry. worst Batman movie. worst well worst Batman sure that's yeah, yeah that's what I was saying it's the okay. worst Batman yeah. movie by yeah. far okay deal it's even worse than the one before it Barnes is not real happy with what's going on. Uh, he's you know he's killed seven cops now. He's pissed. And he, you know there's no way they're going to release Nora. But uh, if he already has, he figures out if he already has the, the liquid helium, all he has to do is freeze his wife now. So he's at like the end of his process, right? right. Um, they decide to move Nora to Arkham because they are they said they're more able to. Uh, you know the security is better there than it would be at the hospital. Right. After several from. arguments with between uh, Gordon and. And Leslie. Yeah, Lee and Gordon are kind of, there's a lot of tension there. Like, Lee is starting to figure out what happened with him at Gallivan. Mm-hmm. Lee is, you know, Lee gets on him for using Nora as bait. 
but he like you know Gordon guarantees Nora's safety, and as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh come on, yeah, right? You can't do yeah. that. You can't. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way you can guarantee that safety at all. You know, you can say that, but um, as they move Nora to Arkham, by the way, did you notice they they put her right next to Barbara? Totally. Like that was that was hilarious when Lee is. Oh, yeah. How does this make sense exactly? Claws came out. Hmm. Lee also has a scene with Bruce. Comes back from Bruce. Comes back from Switzerland after everything with Galavan. He snapped too. Yeah, well, Lee's like, you know, how did the near death, you know, thing? How did you deal with it? And Bruce is like, he says he felt intensely alive. And he asked him if that makes him abnormal. And Lee's like, no, of course not. Lies. Yeah, she's totally like lying. It's obvious she's like trying to. Play. Yeah, you're nuts, little boy. Yeah, she's a little worried about him. Okay then. Yeah, but <laughs> Doctor uh, Hugo Strange finds out about the plan to move Nora to Arkham. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, this is exactly the dude I want to deal with. Oh yeah, he loves it. He's he's very happy. Him and Peabody are very pleased. And like so the crazy. They bring him over. Uh, we also get to see uh, how he keeps. Uh, he's giving uh, Penguin the Ludovico treatment. Damn. Uh, like out of Clockwork Orange. Mm-hmm. He wants to. Yeah, especially in the episode after this, totally reminded me of Clockwork Orange. Like when yeah, it's it, like Clockwork Penguin completely. Yeah, totally, it is. Um, he's like saying, that, you know, well, if I can reform the the infamous penguin, then I'll be able to show that I can reform anyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, penguin wakes up to find himself in a game of duck duck goose. Oh, if so, I had a nickel for every time that's happened to me, and he thinks that's it's just funny. a dream, but uh, it's very real. And uh, he's being tortured on a regular basis to try to make him more docile. I guess. Um, uh huh. Been there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It worked. Yeah, are you more docile now? Uh, a little bit. Mm-hmm. You, do you want me to say that? Did the treatment work? <laughs> did, it, did it work? We get a sequence with Victor at the docks getting ready. He knows it's a trap. He knows, you know, that that's why they moved Nomaros to try to draw him out. Yeah, he don't right. care. But he don't care. Yeah, exactly. He's he's going. He don't give no you knows. Yeah, he's smart enough not to you know do the frontal assault or whatever. That's right. Um, Gordon and Bullock see Penguin. In the middle of this mm-hmm. game, and Penguin and Gordon have a moment there. Uh, yeah, Penguin is. is you notice that? You notice Gordon does Batman voice all the time now. Yeah, yeah, he totally, especially when he's trying to be intimidating with Penguin. You know. Yeah. And in this scene, uh, it was a good example of that. But um, you know, Penguin's like, you know, they're they're torturing me. You gotta get me out of here. That you know, or, or you, know, you owe like, me. My buddy, old pal, come on. Help me out. Is, you know, saying, hey, man, your lawyer said you're insane. That's the only thing that saved you from the electric chair. And then Penguin decides to yell that Gordon owes him and then screams that Gordon was the one who really killed Galavan. And Hugo's watching. Snitches. Through the cameras while it happens. Bum, bum, bum. You got to see with Bruce and Alfred. Where Bruce kind of is mad at Alfred, but then realizes. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They left, you know, Alfred explains to me, you know, they left the city because Bruce had to put it back together. And Bruce Watt and Alfred, while he was gone, was able to uh, GCPD buddies. He found Patrick Matches Malone. What? <laughs> Alfred off- Alfred offers to kill him. He <sighs> says tells Bruce that he will do it. Right. Because, because Bruce is too young to have a murder on his conscience. Right. And Selena pretty much says the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, he like couldn't you know, even push that man out the window. Yeah, she's like, you know, killing someone's going to change you. And then yeah. Bruce right. is like is telling her that he's counting on it. I can do this. Nora's all moved in next to Barbara Keene. 
in the friendly little room with her and, and Lee. As soon as Bullock complains about sticking on a loony bin, a truck speeds down the street, rams into Arkham. Yep. Um, scared driver, his hands are frozen solid to the wheel. And uh, Victor breaks through a wall at Arkham, it's only a diversion, to make his way to Nora. He uses the freeze bomb on two officers. Gordon and Bullock are right on his tail. Love the suit, too. But Hugo Strange closes the doors on the cops. Sure does. Only Gordon makes it through. And then Hugo talks to the PA, and he's like, Look, dude, I'll help you out. I'll let you get Nora out of here or whatever. Just give me a vial of your working formula. He just wants one vial. Okay. Victor obliges, makes his way to Nora. Gordon is attempting to hide her, but despite his best efforts, Victor gets Nora and Lee out of there. Or Lee, you know, comes along with Nora because she's her doctor now. Oh, she's a pain with that. I, I'd have been mad at her. Because it's yeah. baby, not the baby. You don't put the baby in danger. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like Gordon is, is leading a healthy lifestyle either. Well, he's an idiot, but he, it's him being an idiot. I mean, but you don't do that for the baby. Though. Uh, Hugo opens up the gates. He says the cold must have shorted the wires. You know? Sure it did. Right. They, they realize the only place that Victor could have taken her was back to his house. Uh, where he has a cryo set up, the thing all ready to go, and then Nora and Lee are in the room alone without Victor there. And Nora switches out the vial of uh, magic freezing juice or whatever it is yeah, uh, for one that's not going to work, that will kill her, and she knows it. Nora was great. But she explains, you know, she's watched him go down this, this, this path of darkness and did nothing to stop him. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing at all. And, like, Lee is, like, totally getting that because... She's dealing with the same from Gordon, you know. Totally. That's, I mean, that's totally why the two of them, I thought, yeah. you know, had, had a bonding moment or whatever. Victor, you know, puts her in the cryo chamber, fires it up, and then sees her crack. Yeah. I'm kind of, so sad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so upset. I'm like, oh. He realizes what's happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he's, uh, as soon as this is going on, the police are surrounding him. He's done. Um, I thought, you know, the whole sequence is well done there. Yeah, it was. He asks Lee to tell the police he's ready to listen, but she's out of sight, and he removes his suit, and he attempts to he tries to kill himself with mm-hmm. his own freezing stuff. I'm glad they went that route as opposed to him trying to kill everybody because he's in a rage. Because that they've done this already with the other villains, and I'm glad yeah. he did. he, he kind of you know. It was more true to the, how they did how they depicted this Mister Freeze. Yep, it was more, exactly. you know, this was this was an actual human being who was losing the love of his life and was right. trying to pull together everything he had to put into this one plan that was faulty from the beginning and right. Right. you know it, it, this was played for tragedy and it is a tragedy and this was to me more emotionally honest than any other villain I've seen on the show so far and I thought Nora and Victor were both good actors it was yeah. well written and it was well yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it, I thought it played out well. It was, I thought it was, when they first announced Mr. Freeze, like, there was a right. bit of an eye roll on my part, because I was like, yeah. really, you gotta, you have Dude. to bring in every victim, every oh, seriously. villain. Seriously, every yeah. week, really? Every I was villain. like, this is bullshit, yeah. But uh, the, uh, the, the execution was great. I, I, you know, very few issues with it at all. I thought it was really good. And it, you um, know, it's, it's a strange dichotomy to look at Penguin's descent, which is, is becoming so comical. And not in a bad way, but it, it is. It's it's a comic book. He's descending into madness, and it's totally. it's played for so much psychodrama that it's almost laughable. And to juxtapose that with Mister Freeze's, you know, romantic, tragic storyline, it was 
I, I can't believe they pulled off both and did both well. And they, I mean, it's not like uh, Penguin was playing with you know all the fries in a Happy Meal to begin with. You're right. Different for sure. Yeah, but it I'm, wasn't. We um we uh Lee and Gordon kind of have another uh tiff, you know uh, the tension between them is getting pretty thick. Yeah, but you Batman know, Gordon, don't work on her. No, it doesn't. Uh, but he's mad at her for risking life, uh, the baby, and then you know he's like, "You're the one that put us at risk," you know, by with this plan. And they were kind of there's a lot of tension between them. Dang it! Why you got to be right, woman? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we end the episode with. Uh, Hugo Strange, you know, he's doing another uh, chair session with the Penguin, and then he goes his way down to the Indian Hill facility below Arkham, and sees Victor, who is now, has bright white hair and electric yeah. blue eyes. that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. And uh, he keeps him in a cold room, and he's telling him that, you know, he's, his corpse, you know, that he's legally dead, but he's, that he's in Indian Hill in a room that's being kept up below freezing temperatures. Uh, Victor's body absorbed some of his own formula over the last few months. Mm-hmm. And when he tried to kill himself, his body underwent extreme cellular change. And now he is right. Mr. Freeze that we know and love. But uh, starting soon, he will be working on a project Hugo believes Victor will find very fascinating. And the body that's in the tank when he says the project looks a lot like uh, Theo Gallivan. Sure does, doesn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> Interesting. And that ends uh, season two, episode thirteen, uh, Wrath of the Villains: Colon a Dead Man uh-huh. Is No Cold. <laughs> what do you guys give this one? Uh, I, it, B, B plus. I give it a B plus. I'm gonna go A. There was just so many little things in this that resonated for me that I liked it probably more than I should have. So I'm gonna go A. Hmm. I, I, I give it a solid B. B plus, it was su- it was super good. I like the I like the, uh-huh. the Mister Freeze everything. It wasn't game changing like um, no. Oh, uh, you know Supergirl we forgot was. about Bruce. Did we did we mention Bruce on his journey? His Batman Begins journey. Yeah, we talked early. about it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, he went yes. to he went to Switzerland. They came back. They 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 knew who Mattress Malone was. He has a gun, and that pays off in the next episode. No, he leaves and goes on the streets. That's at the end of the next episode. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm skipping episode. I was like, what are you talking about? That's no, okay. It's after, <laughs> I watched it back to back. And it, and it, That's cool. Okay, I'm trying. Good. You know what? It's been two weeks since I watched this, too. So it's it's all good, man. No worries. Some shows all together. They, but yeah, it's, it's this episode that, that, that we're going to cover next. The next. Uh, all right. And moving on to the next episode of Gotham, since we let them stack up a little bit with our, week, our luxurious week off. Um, <laughs> what you guys do on the week off? I, I went to I went to uh, Saint Bartholomew and went conch fishing. Oh, oh. I went to Paris. Oh, I was uh... Paris doing? I haven't seen her in a while. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Um, still still drinking too much. Yeah, it's um, hot. <laughs> you know, uh, I have been to Vegas for the weekend. Rented a little mini mansion with some friends. Had a really good time. A uh, hot tub outside, which did not suck that much. And then I went. Shouldn't. I would hope I not. And then this weekend I went to um, C2E2. Look so. at you. It's a good week off, you know. And I then I leave for Texas Wednesday. So you guys will miss me, I'm sure. I threw my daughter her fifth uh, birthday party. Awesome. That sounds fun. With about 30 screaming kids and their parents. What was the theme? My Little Pony, of course. Oh. 
insanity. No, my team was insanity. <laughs> my team was, oh, look, Uncle John and, and, and Daddy are in the kitchen drinking beers. <laughs> oh, and they're not stopping. No. Wow. <laughs> a lot of beers. Oh, no, it was great. The kids had a great time. We had games and Good. kinds of dress-up stuff set up and uh, pin the tail on the Pinkie Pie. Well, and so. a lot of gifts. Okay. My daughter's favorite is Rarity, so she cosplayed as Rarity at her party. So, what? I don't. Ooh. What's Rarity? I don't. One of the ponies. One of the ponies. <laughs> oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Where have you been? I feel so out of touch. I had to learn this. Rainbow Dash guy, honestly. I had to learn this whole canon. Yeah. I like Twilight. Twilight's cool because she likes books. That's why I like Twilight. Yes. Um, and I like Zakora too. She's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm a pony fan. Not a fanatic. Yeah, my but... daughter. Oh, my daughter is obsessed. It's a good, you know what? It's well written for kids' fiction. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I totally checked it out when she started getting into it to make sure it was cool for her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's all about friendship and uh, diversity and of talents and uh, and working together as a group and teamwork and friendship and oh, wow. good stuff. So it's like nothing's on. That's what we preach. Yes, exactly. Just like nothing's on. <laughs> it's not anything how that works. That's not how any of that works. Just it like does. Okay. <laughs> To the stables with you, Daryl. Okay, fine. All right, everybody. Charities. And we have another episode of Gotham to go over. This one is called, it's uh, Season 2, Episode 14, Wrath of the Villains, colon, (laughs) This Ball of Mud and Meanness. Oof. Lori Petty cameo in this. Yeah, she did. Cool. Totally did. Yeah, it's like, hey, the orange and the new black, it's the new black, must not be shooting. She was busy. I guess. More, most Laurie Petty I've seen since like the early 90s, probably. Sure. Lately. Um, the episode starts with poor Penguin with Hugo and Mr. Peabody. <laughs> Every time they say that, I think of Peabody and Sherman. Oh, I, I do too. I'm traveling. Oh. I do too. I can't help Huge. it. Yeah, the, uh, the car- there's a new version of the cartoon that's actually really good too. It doesn't exist. Yes, it does. You can never do it again. It's actually pretty funny. It's, oh. uh, it's the, uh, the guy who plays uh, the, the goofy dad on uh, 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 Modern Family, actually. Ty Burrell. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Does one of the voices, and I can't remember who does the other voice, but it's, it's a pretty funny cartoon, actually. Hmm. <sighs> okay. I'll edit all that out. And <laughs> Sorry. No big. Uh, Penguin's imagining a sequence. He's uh, tied up. From his mouth to his waist in his old chair at home, and his mother is lecturing him about eating his food. Yeah. Another penguin comes up behind her with a bat and beats her. Yeesh. Well, the first penguin watches and screams. Pretty rough. That was pretty yeah. cool. And uh, we come out of the dream sequence, and penguin's back in his torture chamber. And he's almost like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Strange is like, it wants to you know prove that his dream is working, so he decides to do. The ice cream test. Um, they put a scoop of ice cream mm-hmm. on Penguin's food plate. And when he sits down next to a fellow inmate, uh, the inmate freaks out over Penguin getting ice cream while he has none. And instead of losing his mind and killing the guy, mm-hmm. Penguin goes all Malcolm McDowell in Clockwork Orange and gets into a fetal position and just curls up and is like unable to, like, you know. Exhibit any violence at all. Right. Yeah. Happened to me too. I remember that. That's, That's what Daryl does. Yeah. I, I don't want to hurt anybody. 
It's his turtle pose. He just goes all shellback. Don't hurt me. <laughs> Find an adult. <laughs> Tell me where he touched you. Show me on the bear. Those shock treatments didn't hurt me at all. It made me better. It did. It did. I said that I love that line in Repo Bay. It's like, uh, front. You had a frontal lobotomy. I heard those were for just for wackos. He goes, Oh no, a friend of mine had one. It was very relaxing. Exactly. Hugo tells Penguin he only has a few more sessions until he's totally cured. Right. Uh, we then cut to Bruce walking down an alley to meet Selena. She gives him a gun, and Bruce is looking really nervous. Brucey got a gun. Uh, you just quote Aerosmith? Is that what I you did. just did? I did. I did. You see what I did there? Yeah, unfortunately. Mm. See what I did? You know who was in some of the Aerosmith videos? It was Alicia Silverstone. She was also in your very favorite Batman movie, Daryl. You remember the one? Together. That one? That one? Batman and Robin. <laughs> Batman and Robin. Robin. I say good day, sir. Don't don't sully that amazing movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce and Alfred found a guy named Cupcake. Oh, yeah. Sure. Why not? They offer, uh, Bruce just, uh, you know, Alfred's trying to find out, you know, in a more uh, covert way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Bruce is just like, hey, I'm Bruce Wayne. Here, here's money. I want to find matches. <laughs> he make me so mad sometimes. <laughs> I feel so bad for Alfred. He's like, I'm just trying to raise this kid and not lose my mind. He asked for, like, way, he asked for, like, way too much money. And finally, he's like, look. Alfred has to fight Cup- Cupcake and pay him 50 grand for the God, answer. Dang it. Alfred's not no choice. No, because he writing checks for Alfred. Yep. <laughs> Alfred got to be the one to pass these checks. I'm like, what? He's, he's cashing ass-kicking checks. Yeah. He's like, he's like, sure, Alfred, take care of that. I was like, boy, wait till I get out of here. bank of ass-kicking. Uh-huh. Um, Alfred wins the fight. I love that fight. It's pretty close. It was a good fight. I love that. And Cupcake tells him to go to find Jerry downstairs at uh, Celestial Gardens mm-hmm. uh, and she'll know where Matches is. I want to hang with Alfred. Uh, Lee and Gordon talk. This time, they're not really fighting as much as they're talking about what happened to Kristen Kringle. All right. They're starting to get suspicious. And they go to Ed and Gordon attempts to you know play off, tries to play it off, you know, as to not worry Ed. But then when Gordon leaves Ed, it's immediately his dark side comes out. Yeah, he's crazy. And, uh... He believes that Gordon is just trying to trick him, make him paranoid. Um, he crazy. So he's, you know, again, what's left of his sanity is being chipped away by that evil side that's going to eventually take over. Yeah, he crazy. It's so funny all these different paths to going crazy here. I know. <laughs> you got the Hugo Strange crazy. You got the mm-hmm. Penguin crazy. You got the Riddler crazy. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's yeah. crazy. Well, it's Gotham. I mean, with yeah. that kind of atmosphere, what are you going to... How will the sane people survive at all? Yeah, even Gordon's crazy, bro. Exactly. Everybody's yeah. going around the bend. That's a... You know what's sad? Bullock is the most sane one out of the show right yep. now. Yep. They pretty much... You know what? I think he has been from the get, though. Yeah. He, he knew going has. in what it took to survive in Gotham. He did. And he tried to tell a little wet behind the ears Gordon. And he's he like, don't listen. Oh, honor and stuff and mm-hmm. things and just and didn't work things. out. No, look right. what happened. And then See? he quit That's and he was happy and he, he wasn't working there no more. He was happy. And then mm-hmm. they messed that up. They dragged him yep. back in from that, that really uh, sweet gig at that bar. Hell yeah. With Seriously. that really, really attractive uh, Irish lady. Hell yeah. 
And what does he do? Back to the beat. Back uh-huh. to the beat, man. Yeah. Bruce takes Alfred to the hospital. Alfred uh, tries to get him to promise not to go after this Jerry. You know. But, but Alfred passes out. Bruce is out of there. Yeah. Of course he's going. No, he doesn't. He does not listen one, one bit. Um, Shocking. Yeah. Uh, Alfred wakes up, finds Bruce is gone, and immediately tells Bullock and Gordon what's going on. Bullock makes out this great line about, oh, hey, you know, maybe you should have revealed your murder plans to the police, you know? Yeah. That was pretty funny. It was. Um, but, um, you know, they decide they go down to Celestial Gardens. Bruce is already there. He meets Lori Petty playing Jerry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, Jerome was the name I of the do. guy, the proto-Joker. Right. My name is Jerry. And at this club, they're having, they have like video clips of the maniacs mm-hmm. um, doing their crimes. And there are a lot of people wearing Joker style makeup. Hint, hint, hint. Like there's a, like the cult of the, it was like Club Joker. Almost. Totally was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. It was pretty interesting how they're playing with that idea, you know. Mm-hmm. Jerry and Bruce talk, and after a few attempts of persuading Jerry to give up the information, he finally tells her that he has a gun. And she's like, well, that answer is good enough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and tells him what he wants. And then he's like, you know, Jerry's like, Matches is going to be happy to see you. Or, you know, you are the childish hand of fate. Mm-hmm. And that makes me God in a way. And who doesn't like to play God? Which kind of reflects back to the Hugo Strange stuff, you know. Yeah, it does. On his way out, Bruce spots Gordon. You know, Gordon tells Bruce that you know he'll take over the investigation from here, but Bruce says, "Let that me handle it." Yeah, that doesn't read. Really, that Batman voice doesn't work on a young Batman. No, he don't <laughs> listen to nobody. He's <laughs> right. He don't listen to that. But the crowd rushes Gordon, and Bruce escapes. Um, Bruce gets the address. They find Mash. They find Mash's Malone in his apartment. Uh, he tries to uh, trick him into thinking he's hiring him for a hit by offering him a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then he finds out the match was only it's only ten grand. That's all he pays. Uh, double was a double that from women and triple the price for children. But he will not kill babies. Well, <laughs> oh, at least he has some. Stuff. I know. Great that you got a code. <laughs> yeah. That's not a code. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Captain Cold sound like Sir Lancelot with that. You know. it, it does. It's like, oh, I, will, I won't kill baby. I killed women and children. Oh, my gosh. Me. What if the baby was really asking for it? That's what. Well, this, well that's I mean, you know. Um, you no, know, you know, sometimes. No. You know, they, they do get mean sometimes. They do ask for it. <laughs> I was like, that kind of baby? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, what you baby. take out a hit on a toddler? <laughs> <laughs> that baby was a real asshole, I'm just saying. Especially the babies that can't hold their milk. Oh, they little assholes indeed. That baby vomited on my new um, Ferragama suede mm-hmm. shoes. And got the nerd to be screaming, too. Okay. That baby got to die. <laughs> Calling me names. <laughs> what you say about my mama? <laughs> Oh, you didn't matches? Get that baby. Oh my gosh. What's wrong baby. with us? <laughs> uh, Gordon takes Jerry to custody and then Jerry finally lets him know. Um, you know, she she tries to get him mad, but Gordon doesn't fall for it. And then uh, he says you're trying to make me angry. You want yes. me to hurt you? Yes. With his Batman voice. Yeah, with the Batman voice. He never stopped. He won't I wonder if he like met Christian Bale at a party or something. He was like I think he did. You should try the Batman voice. <laughs> never stop. Just do it. Maybe Will Arnett. Maybe I you know, got it from him. Yeah. Well, he is Lego Batman. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruce reminds Matches of their last encounter, and he asks who hired him, but he won't give in. There's nothing left to do for him but to kill him. Mm-hmm. And then Matches goes on this, like, you know, he's taking his, uh, his death pretty well. You know, he's like, man gets tired of doing wrong and going unpunished. Yeah, to, I like that. I wonder like a, if there's a god, you know. That felt like a like a unforgiven type of type of uh, conversation or something. Yeah, I mean, Matt mm-hmm. is trying to goad him into doing it, and he mm-hmm. won't, but Bruce won't. He won't go. It had that cowboy feel to it, like he's at the yeah. end of his road. I agree. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's taking all he can stands. Uh, he can't stands no more. <laughs> I also like that uh, this was a this was. I also kind of like that. It might just be that this wasn't a big conspiracy. Mm. Stuff happens. Like you can't make sense yeah, of these mur- streets, like of course. Yeah. you can't always make sense of tragedy, which makes it tragic. Like that's kind of right. the point is that you can't, you know, you can't make sense of it. Like this person took your parents away, but guess what? It, this is a bigger thing. This is this is something that happens to people every day. And that kind of was a smack in the face to Bruce because he tried to make it so important. He even said they were important people. Mm-hmm. And, and the guy kind of was like, listen, I don't remember. Like, it wasn't a big deal. I killed right. people all the time. Like, it's He's like, what, rich people? They struggled and I killed them? Uh-huh. Right. Like, they're still human. <laughs> I kill them. I mean, that's, you know, I'm a killer. That's that's basically, you know, didn't make them. They were special to you, but they weren't right. you know, special to me. And that kind of was a gut punch. Bruce. Yeah. But Bruce can't kill him. Mm-mm. He can't do it. And he, he drops the gun in front of matches and runs. Yeah. He tells Electra that he's not a killer. Wait, wait, hold on. No, wait. that's a different podcast, dude. I'm sorry. I know, I know. Uh, I've been watching Daredevil too. I didn't watch it. I didn't I don't watch that show. I don't know what you're talking about. Really? Again with again with the denial. I don't know what you mean. The Daredevil denial. I don't I don't watch that. Your lies are catching up with you. That's all. All about Batman and and and, mm. and and Flash and and Supergirl and and Gotham. It's the tr- it's the conditioning. <laughs> He's been conditioned by Warner Brothers. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> it's all the subliminals in the Batman v Superman ads. They're conditioned. Did I, did I say what you want me to say? <laughs> Please let me see Batman v Superman now. It's been three and a half years. Oh, don't Please. take my ticket away. Please. Please. Um, wow. Bruce runs out. Gordon shows up and uh, matches blows his own brains out with the guy right. that Bruce left. Huh? So, uh, so that sends matches Malone. Totally. Uh, we end with uh, Penguin being tossed in the tor- back in the torture chamber, and he sees the man who beat him up over the ice cream is still tied to the chair uh, with a whole bunch of knives and other goodies on the table next to him. And Peabody and Hugo are watching from their observation room. Uh, they watch a conversation. You know, Penguin seems like he's going to get some bloody revenge. But at the last minute, Penguin instead cuts the man loose and allows him to drink water. Yeah. Almost feels like he knew that he was being watched. The whole oh, time. yeah. He's got to. He's got sure. to. Um, Penguin has passed his final test. And Hugo tells him he's now a sane man and he's ready to leave the facility. Say what? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure he is. Well, Okay. Fine. Uh, Peabody kind of, even Peabody Mm -hmm. questions Hugo, you know, um, about, you know, like, you know, why are you sure about this decision? (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) What testing do you have? What results do you have that say this is going to be 
a hundred percent doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. You're just this one guy. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong, but you but sure you want to do me, it? But Hugo, Hugo shuts her down and yeah. says that he has other reasons for letting the ex criminal back into the free world. All right. Foreshadowing. Yeah, Gordon tells Bullock that the next step in the Wayne case is to find out who hired matches, but now that he's dead, that's pretty much impossible. Yup. So, uh, Gordon says hello to Ed, asks if he's making any headway into the Kristen Kringle case. Right. Gordon says he's been a little busy, uh, but Ed doesn't buy that. Uh, he believes Gordon's trying to lure him into a false sense of security. That's what he wants me to think. Exactly. Until he has enough evidence to put Ed away. So right. He addresses Gordon while actually talking to himself, saying that he might have plans, but Ed can make plans of his own. Yeah, riddle me this. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, Alfred searches for Bruce and finds a note on his arrival. It turns out Bruce has gone to live on the streets with Selena. And signed, Christopher Nolan. Uh, he's learned a few things since Malone's death. Um, nice. About, uh, yeah, you can't kill murder. It's one of the lines that, that was in there that I thought was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we end the hour with uh, Ed making those plans of his, which at the moment seemed to only entail Gordon and a green question mark. Gotham. I give this a B. This was a, a, a solid yet kind of connective uh, issue or episode. Yeah, of, of the Gotham. It's a different turn. I would, I would, you know, I really, part of me would love to to see if they ever did a comic, maybe a digital comic of what happens when he does become Batman because it's right. so different. Yeah, like the like how what happened all this all, on this timeline, how that would impact the way he became Batman or the kind mm-hmm. of Batman he would become. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be cool Elseworlds if they still did Elseworlds. I know, I wish they did. Because <laughs> this would be, you, on one hand, you'd have a, a Bruce who's grown up with Catwoman on the streets. You know, he spent time with her on the streets to learn mm-hmm. these things. He's being trained by uh, Alfred. Maybe he still goes off, you know, for to visit other places and learns mm-hmm. from other people. Uh, then you have a Gotham that already has their villains. So when he comes in, he's got a he's off the bat. He has to fight wow. all these different established rogues. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like the rogues created him. Wow! Instead of the other way around. Like what would that? Daryl, you have connections. Why don't you go make that happen for us? We'll wait. Yeah. Ready? All right, Ready go. get on it. <laughs> okay, get right on. We'll be right here. Here's the here's the billion dollars. Go make it happen. Yeah, go. Is that like sound like something you'd be interested in? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, cool. yeah. So that was uh, the, the catch up on Gotham. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you prefer to do the one episode of Legends or the two episodes of Lucifer next? You're not really giving me good choices. I know. Well, hey, we're getting. You know, we start with the good stuff and work our way down this week. So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go for Usher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Night of the Hawk, and I have no idea why they called it that. I don't know either. What is that about? What? Yeah, I don't know why they called it that at all. There was no hawk. So strange. No hawks at all. Yeah, I just didn't get that at all. Um, They're off to Harmony Falls, Oregon, 1958. Right. Uh, It's a little, almost like Twin Peaks, small town. You did. Um, 
they're, they're, they're finding uh, Vandal Savage is set up there somewhere somehow, and they have to find out how. So they gotta go undercover. Uh, Kendra and Ray play house as a married couple. Worst undercover mission ever. And, and you know, I mean, I you know, I, I hate to bring it up, but you know, a, a mixed race couple would draw a lot of attention. Hello. Duh. In, in an all white community. They should have, and I don't know. Why. In 1958, you know. But theoretically, it was it was legal. So no, it was legal. They were, I'm just if saying, they were prone yeah. to putting up the good fight. It wouldn't be against the law, but no. you know, I mean, I guess that's what they were trying to do. Well, is here's, say, hey, all the thing about the episode, though, right? Yeah. They deal with the sexism, right, big time with the nurses and the doctors right. at the mental they, hospital. They, they, they right? deal with both. They, they deal, deal with the sexism and the racism. Right. But they, I just didn't think. I don't know. I thought they they dealt with the sexism. They dealt with the 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 um. Uh, the white canary and the nurse, you know, relationship storyline. They they really kind of dug in on that, and I, I thought this was kind of a miss, even beyond just Kendra and Ray not really mm-hmm. being chemistry. Oh together yeah, no, that was I, awful. I think it, it would have been so hilarious to have uh, white canary and Ray be the married couple because that would have been fun. It would have been fun. Yeah, to I would sign up for that. because yeah. she definitely would have gave no f's. <laughs> she wouldn't have gave any f's. She would have been oh, checking yeah. out other women which would which have been hot, fun to so, watch yeah. right it's hot. that would have been awesome he would have been happy homemaker you know playing doofy ray and she would have been you know emo wife of course that's that's her she's cool she's the coolest one on the show almost her and, just, and leonard i don't buy the shipping with kendra and ray there is nothing there. Oh, it just doesn't, you know. I like I like the characters separately when they're done well, but they mm-hmm. just haven't been doing them well the past few episodes. If anything, and... right. if you read it, if it was true to what was going on, she would still be thinking about um, Cisco. Well, Cisco. That's, yeah. that's who she for. was interested in. Or like, alternate, alternately, you know, she got all, all of her memories back from all right. of her past lives when Carter right. died. She probably wouldn't be over losing him after knowing him for like what two hundred lifetimes or whatever she it was. Mourned for we're not having all that flooding back. Why would she want to? I don't know, I'm sorry. It makes no sense. It's either she is the new person that she is, or she remembers everything and now she's that person. She should either care. She don't even mention uh, Carter at all. Right. Even though I mean he's not that memorable because the character. Yeah, well, that was, that that was more the actor than the the role. Yeah, but either way, still, it's like you are not remembering your own. What makes a lot of these shows, especially Flash, mm-hmm. work so well is that they remember their continuity for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for you to just be a show that just started, a new show, mm-hmm. how do you forget your continuity from like three episodes before? Wonderful question. Good question doesn't make any sense. It feels like they're doing this thing out of order. Mm. The, um, the uh, Dr. Stein and White Canary go undercover at a mental hospital, which happens to be where Vandal Savage is doing something nasty. Um, <sighs> under, the, under the name of Dr. Curtis Knox, mm-hmm. which friends of Smallville will recognize. Right. I love, though, the joke where when you had Usher and White Canary and Stein... And he's talking about how he loves this this time, this period, time period. Oh, right. And I love how she said, it's a great time period if you're white, white. and male. That's why that's what I'm saying. They did kind of <laughs> yeah. brush on the racism. It's true. Yeah, right. it's and, true. And they both oh, looked at him, and they both gave him that look like, right. yeah. 
You have no idea. And, Your white and, privilege is showing. Seriously. It was, yeah, br- it was totally brilliant. Yeah, he totally got it. Like, he totally slapped him in the head like, oops. Oh. Oh, you mean that. <laughs> oh, oopsies. My bad. My bad. Seriously. It's true. Yeah, totally. Loved it, though. I loved it. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. They did deal with race, and they did they did it effective enough for me to notice, but not so heavy-hitted that, you know, like I had to take a break during because it was just no. too much for but me. Part of it was, it was weird. Was, the usher part is she just lost her boyfriend, right? Right. Yeah. The girl named Betty, so yeah. So back like, up, let her heal. No. Who do you like, though? Like, you, in one minute, you, you just lost your boyfriend. And you don't know what happened to him, like, yesterday. Right. And the other time, Usher comes in, and you're so excited, and you want to date him. What's going on? We have no idea. People, I, I don't know. They're, I think they're trying to move the story, but they're moving it too quick for so us because we're all crudes, like, yeah. and we need yes. some yes. <laughs> Like, I thought they would go the route of her she had a bully boyfriend and right. you know, and she didn't really want to be with him anyway, but you know, she doesn't know what happened. And Usher comes along and great, she's she's right. with him. But that's yeah. not the case. It's really not. <laughs> it's not the case. So it but um it turns out Savage isn't directly killing anyone, but there are these like mutated creatures that have something to do with a meteor. <sighs> Um, that, that we saw at the beginning of the episode. Uh-huh. Uh, he's trying to use the part of the hospital. He's injecting people with a compound from the meteor. Uh, it turns into like these hideous hawk-like monsters. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's trying to figure out a way to use these mutated beings as his personal army. Right. Um, Jax gets abducted at one point by a dirty cop and ends up being experimented on by Savage. Right. Because, dummy, you turn your back. <laughs> On a cop at that, you're with a white woman who's just been her throat is slit, mm-hmm. and you are in the '60s, and right. you turn your back on a cop that's calling you boy, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I'm not t- like, what is wrong with you? J- like, did you just lose your brain? Like, you don't. Rem- yeah. no. You know what? But is that indicative of somebody that young? I was going to say, he wasn't, <laughs> I was like, is he this wasn't around. In the, I mean, yeah, but you know, what, have an idea you know what makes history. it different? You know what makes it different about that? Is he's still a b- black male, and he's also okay. been in many fights already. Like, this, again, it's the problem of you're forgetting your continuity. He's been in how many battles already with, right. with people? And on top of that, they warned him, you're yeah, investigating this. Like, this is something going on behind the scenes. So be careful jackson that was the last thing they said to him before he left yep. be careful jackson you're you're plus you're a black male going to, on a date with a white woman in a very racist town and we don't know what's going on and savage is around of that age how many times did people try to tell you something when you were 19 to early 20s oh, you I had listen. information in front of you i wouldn't have listened but then when i had to fight an <laughs> army of killers <laughs> And cutthroats. But you said you wouldn't listen. So you've already I wouldn't listen until I got attacked by an army of killers and cutthroats <laughs> in a prison and oh. got shot at. However, do you have certain attributes about yourself that make you special and think maybe you might be pseudo immortal because of your powers? Not so combine that. stupid twenties with stupid powers and what does that give you? Recipe for danger, Daryl. Recipe for danger. Recipe for danger. <laughs> I mean, flame Fremble. on Usher. 
Uh, we get this nice subplot with the uh, White Canary and Nurse Carlisle. Only thing I cared about. Lesbian nurse, lesbian nurse love in the fifties. It did the and forbidden plus, love that dare not speak its name. Plus in the fifties, so a hole doctors, and I love how she just was yeah. giving it to those a hole doctors. Well, I like the part. There was one scene I remember where Stein is like, uh, she says something like coffee, and, and Stein is like, yeah, uh, black and two sugar. She's like, great, get me one. Or, or oh, I'm sorry, like, you know, he orders kind of orders her to get coffee, and she's like, right. yeah, go ahead while you're down there, get me one. Yeah, totally love it. Let's kind of put him in his place. Yeah, uh, we get we get uh, let's see, we get Kendra and Ray having you know acting like a married couple in suburbia yeah. in the fifties, and then uh, Savage locks knocks on the door, oh, God. and pretends like he doesn't uh, you know recognize. But who are you pretending for? Because you all know who each other is. Yeah, I think the wife was the only one, right? She's the only one who didn't know. And Savage is kind of dark skinned to be running around in town marrying people too. Wouldn't they look at him a little funny also? Mm, I don't know. He is of color. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, it's a racist town. This is a town. Oh, no, dude. It's a racist era. It's a racist era. It was a racist era, racist era but, but it's a that, small town, which adds to that. Town. I agree. That, yeah, so it's kind of like you, you running around, nobody's saying nothing. I mean, it's. Ray sneaks into Savage's home. Right. It's the Adam suit. And uh, he doesn't find all the, you know, but uh, he, he does find the Egyptian blade that Kendra can use to kill him. Right, again. Finally, you know, a MacGuffin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ray isn't wrong, uh, happy about Kendra facing Savage alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, because I love you, you can't do that. Uh, well, it didn't go real well when she faced him alone last time. It never does. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know why they would thought, you know, everything had changed now, you know. The rest of the team is at the mental hospital. Kendra faces off with Savage in his office. Mm-hmm. And it goes like planned, usual. Yeah. Savage gets the upper hand, and mm-hmm. she has to be saved by Ray. Again. Again. Uh, I don't know. The fight scenes were cool, but I just wish it had resolved itself a little more in totally. one way or another, rather than having a rehash kind of of what we've seen. Exactly. A repeat. You know. um, the test subjects are wreaking havoc in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stein and Leonard end up with a face-to-face with the mutated Jax. Yup. Leonard has a chance to kill him, but instead he creates a diversion which allows him to escape. Uh, Professor Stein uses gene therapy to reverse the effects of Savage's experiment. Mm-hmm. Everybody says goodbye to 1958. We're out of here. Here's what I didn't like about this episode mainly. Uh-huh. Not a damn thing about Heat Wave. Nope. No, no straight answer about Heat Wave. Nope. Nothing. Not even Not a hint. Thing. Not a thing. And yet, throughout this entire episode, Leonard is in it about five minutes, and right. he has more character development than anybody in this episode. Just about. Oh, and then they left. Uh, they left. Uh, Sorry. Was this one so bad that I made up my own show? No. No, no. It's not. Um, uh, Stein, Jax, Hunter, and Leonard are on the Wave Rider. Kronos attacks mm-hmm. with a lot more fi- powerful uh, firepower than they used to. Yeah. And uh, Kay, uh, Ray, Kendra, and Sarah are stuck. Yeah, they get left behind. And the show will not be back until March 31st. I'm all right with that. Yeah, I give this one like a C. Yeah, I have to give it a C. That's I funny. thought it was just okay. This yeah. show started out a lot stronger than, yeah. you know, I hope it's not going to end week, but it's getting weaker as the episodes are progressing. 
Well, I'm going to give it a D, and that's a way step up because the last time I was on the show, I think I gave it an L for lame and loser. Yeah. Hey, you were right. And like crap. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's a D. It's still the same problem. The, the well, no, the it was way Kendra. worse that episode I rated. I was like, oh. But it rooted, it's rooted in the same stuff. Like the No, you're right. The, thing, the problems are there, there. Mm-hmm. The things that are bad are getting worse. Oh, no, They're I, still I, moving along with this non-storyline with Kim. I did right love, there. however, this had that salter hair issue. Yes. And it was all girl-on-girl action. I was very pleased with that. That was my favorite part, like Daryl said. So. Well, she, the strongest characters in this entire show are uh, there was more... Stark, White yeah. Canary, yeah. Um, Heat Heatwave. Yep. And that's and it. it. I think uh, that's it. And there were, I thought there was more chemistry between her and that other nurse than there was between oh, there was. Kendra totally. and Ray. Yeah, there was. Shows. Totally. You I mean, yeah. exactly Kendra and Ray thing was a little better this episode. Was but it I'm, still not, I'm still not. No, I'm still not. I'm not buying right. it. It's a little better. It's a little better. I'm not totally buying it, though. But they had that fake conversation of, uh, I don't know what this is, but let's put it on hold till we get through with the mission. And like, right. there was nothing there. What do you mean, what this is? Like, what are you talking about? It's just angst that doesn't need to be there. It just didn't. I, I know there's a woman in it. I know there's a man in it. It doesn't mean they have to hook up every time. Like, it just... Got enough characters to build sexual tension on another front without having this put in our face. This awkwardness. You have to have this. Whatever, I would have loved for her to still be conflicted with feelings for Cisco and feelings for Carter. I would have loved for her to have to deal with that and talk to. Like I thought they were doing this, uh, building this friendship between her and and. White Canary, and I would have loved to have that go on. Like she's talking about, like I don't know what's going on. I have these feelings, well, you know. They like, both have these like wild sides that they have to like try to yeah, contain yeah. and have focus, and yeah, it seemed like, like a natural pairing of those two. I know? did like Cisco, but then I, you know, and then he comes along, and then I have to like I want her to reflect on stuff that happened and and build on that as opposed to we're just gonna erase everything and just. And this week she's into this guy. Yeah, it just it just feels it just weakens the character. To use her for to use her like that. It's just like you feel like you have to do that because she's a woman. Yeah. Okay. All right. On to Lucifer. Time for the devils. Yeah this this one this shouldn't take too long. <laughs> uh, season one, episode seven. The first episode we're going to talk about is Wingman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the story that is boring. Uh, there's a, cro- a, a a a cop that Chloe put away for being corrupt. Right. On his deathbed, uh, all the other cops are asking Chloe to like kind of drop the case so he can die with his pension and stuff. But she is like, uh, kind of being a hard ass about it and mm-hmm. saying, you know, if, if she doesn't find anything in 24 hours, she'll let it go. Yeah. She discovers that there is another crooked cop somewhere in the scene. Uh, that knows about what's going on, but she doesn't know who it is yet. But we all did. Well, we? yeah, we figured that a while ago, and it pays off in the next episode, so we'll right. talk about then. That's the entire part of the Chloe <laughs> episode, unless you... I, I don't think there's anything else major there. I got nothing. Um, on the other side, Lucifer's looking for his wings. He's right. torturing people left and right. He lets one of them live, but he's like, he wants his wings back. He needs them back. Ship killed that guy. And he finally tracks... The wings to this auction, 
Right. Which was kind of cool. Him and Amendiel are at that auction kind of like making fun of those fake relics. Yeah, that yeah. was funny. Like, that was cool. Like, the whole idea of that auction where, you know, he had to show his, like, you know, sacred coin or whatever to get in. And mm-hmm. Like, all that. Like, that scene was cool. I like that scene. Uh, but right when uh, the, the FBI is going to come in and bust in on this illegal auction is right when the wings are up for sale. So they stop. He stopped. Um, and Mendiel stops time. And Lucifer goes up and checks out the wings. Turns out they're fake. Right. Uh, the auctioneer kept the wings for himself after Amendiel found told him what they were. Mm-hmm. Trying again, you know, to come at Lucifer on all different fronts or whatever. And Lucifer takes the wings back. We we then cut to Lucifer on the beach with his wings. Uh, you know, after after he gets them back, uh, Amendiel appears and he asks Lucifer if he's finally considering a return to hell. Mm-hmm. And Lucifer lights his wings on fire. I, that was interesting. Yeah. To me. Um, basically, stranding him. Uh, and and stranding you find out it's his fault, too. You find out it's uh, Amanda, uh, Man, Amanda Deal did it. He straight the entire thing. That's right. I mean, they all uh, orchestrated the thievery to inspire Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And now he's decided never to return to hell. So. All right. Look what you uh, did. And Mendiel is pissed. Yeah, he's mad. Uh, that, that you know, uh, Lucifer did this and walks away. Um, Lucifer apologizes to Mazikeen for condemning her to Earth, but Maz decides to stay by his side. The episode ends with the policeman's wife pulling the plug on the guy, mm-hmm. uh, the somewhat corrupt cop, but he remains alive. And that's what Mendiel's doing because he walks out of the room. Yep. So that was Wingman. And by the fact that, that that synopsis only took me like what about five minutes as opposed mm-hmm. to the other ones, yep, you can guarantee you can probably <laughs> glean from that how much I enjoyed this. Yeah, um, I don't want to go into the same litany of things we've said over and over and over. We don't have to because no. just listen to any other podcast that we've covered this. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I will just say repeat. that if they had more of the backstory type stuff like that auction going oh, on, yeah. oh. That would have been good. Yeah. You know, that would make, that would be interesting. And this uh-huh. whole thing about the corrupt cop or whatever, the way it pays off in the next episode is lame. And it's, yeah. it's telegraphed. Because we knew out. it already. Because he's the only other possible person. The only other. Totally knew. Come on. He was like glamoring the, the psychiatrist and stuff. <laughs> Just come on. Well, even more than that, the cop, the crooked cop part. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. when, yeah. when they constantly. When Chloe says. He was a dick before, and now all of a sudden, her husband is attentive and all this yeah. kind of stuff. It's like, what do you say? Just tell me. Just point. Just point and say right. it's him. Yeah. Like it just it really but bo- And you know what I'm not understanding? I don't get the friendship with Chloe and Lucifer. Like when she does nice stuff for him, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel genuine because I don't feel like they're really friends yet. Like I don't feel they're like not. she cares. Yeah. You're like right. it's it just feels like she's she's I know she's di- she she's doing the what she's doing it's in the script she has to do it but it doesn't come off as she's starting to care for this guy yet and it's, you know this the two different storylines in this episode did not feel connected no not at all like no, Lucifer had right. was having like nothing to do with the the corrupt cop and right. like she was having nothing to do with the thing with the wings going on really you know yep yep so it was just uh Really went nowhere. I give this a C uh, minus. It's I gotta just, give it. Yeah, I give it a D. There's some good parts, but like it just is not 
doing it for me. And like L, the police, another L. <laughs> Sorry, well, L is for Lucifer. Mm-hmm. In this situation, it's also for lame. Right. For loser, more like loser fur. Am I right? You did there. Don't leave me hanging. King of hell, king of oh well. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> we got jokes. Prince got of jokes. dullness. Oh. <laughs> oh, we should write for Vulture EW with these headlines. Yeah. yeah. Great. <laughs> Let's get this sure. uh, last one over with. We'll get some news and put a cap on this Let's one. Do it. Uh, season one, episode eight of Lucifer, a two doctor. Uh, we after Lucifer burns his wings, he celebrates his birthday. Mm-hmm. And Lux, uh, she but you know, Chloe shows up with her husband. Uh, the police Double squad is throwing. Is. Yeah, uh, the police squad is throwing another party from the guy who miraculously came back from the dead last episode. Right. Yep. Um. Lucifer feels uh, jealousy for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and he meets Chloe, Chloe at the seat of a crime. Um, a cheater's therapist. Uh, someone who encourages Mary's couples with problems to cheat. <sighs> I'm sorry. I just, the heavy, that was the heavy sigh. You know, I'm like, really? I, you know what? That was the, the audible representation of my huge eye roll through most. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if my eyes had rolled any further back, I would have had an aneurysm. I, was just I like, watched this with Hulu without commercials and it was still, it still felt like I was, it was a long episode. I kept through. having to, yeah, like make myself pay attention. Like yeah. if my phone buzzed at all, I would rather look at it. Uh, <laughs> or is that it, awful? It was rough, man. It was rough. The um, they tracked this guy to like a uh, roof of a building. He's ready to jump. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lucifer's right next to him, but he's asking him about the, the jealousy. But it turns out he wasn't jealous, just sad about the doctor's death. Right. Lucifer talks about it jumping unintentionally. Um. Even that was weird. Like, you're jumping, be- you're going to kill yourself because the <laughs> therapist that saved you when you were going through a stressful time yeah. did his job and, and helped you, and now the therapist is dead, so you want to kill yourself? Right. I didn't... Uh... It, there was no rope for that. Like, what was the connection? Why? Who the hell kills themselves? Like for that, because the therapist died. Yeah, and like the the whole the guy who did do it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's like from a different therapy group. Yeah, he like immediately like admits he's in love with her, and uh, and he pulls a knife on Lucifer and admits to the murder, and Chloe takes him down. Yeah. The um the other the other storyline that's going on. In the shortest way possible, guess who the corrupt cop is that they oh, uh, track down? It's the daughter. Ooh, let me think about it. Work hard. Figure uh, it out. The guy that we uh, all thought it was? Is it the guy with the shoes from the other episode? No. Is it? Uh, no. no. <laughs> was uh, it her husband? <gasps> no. It was her ex-husband, everybody. It couldn't be so because shocking. that would be too easy. Man, seriously, I said that from, from episode one. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, I'm not like, a certain person said no. It's too easy. <laughs> yes. I'm like, but it's true. Badly. And naysayed, naysayed, naysayed. And when it was revealed, he was like, "Oh, I hate you." And you should hate me because that's bad writing, right? It is. Bad <laughs> yeah. They telegraphed it so really? poorly. Come on. That's your. 
That's Schultz. it, huh? That's your that's your thing. Huh? That's, that's what, what you're, you're doing. Huh? With, huh? You're going with that one? Okay. All right. You know, if that's what you want to do, I guess you can. But um, that's how you want to live your life? Okay, right? Be a lot better. Step up your game, writer. Step it yeah. up. Yeah, man. You're writing on a network show, dude. Huh? Yeah, I, I'm ready do for this sh- show to do a little better. Yeah. I'm ready for the season finale. Uh, I give this a D for Dem- Dumb Dan being the <laughs> the the the, the, uh, the corrupt cop. So. Oh man, and Dan is not even sympathetic. Like, like his whole thing was before was that he was a douchebag. Now he's a corrupt douchebag. Thanks. Right. Yeah, right. It's like I don't care. I didn't care then. Don't care now. Totally. Just don't don't give his up. Con- his connection to Chloe, you know, to, to Chloe is a, a tenuous at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only episode, the only part I really did like about this was like uh, the um, the therapist uh, like cross analyzing uh, Mazikeen that scene, and then like him like her shutting him down, and then Lucifer realizing that Doctor Kanan is uh, Mendiel. You know? I rather, for, you know, I would rather watch Lucifer hanging out with Linda Martin. Yep. Uh, the psych, the psychiatrist. I'd yeah. rather they hang out and go on adventures and That'd stuff. Be a more interesting they, show for sure. Rachel, they got more chemistry story. than he yeah. has with Chloe Decker. Yep, would be more interesting for sure. Totally. Anyway, I was I was kind of mad after I watched this episode. I, was, I did. I was mad. I punched a wall. I, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I punched a hole right through the wall. Did not go that far, but I was. I was not. I was. I got so upset. I just punched. I, you know what? I guess I was a little elated, so I'm going to give this a C just because, you know, like that woman in your life when she's been telling you something and you've been naysaying and she's right? That, like, Irene Caro, what a feeling. So I'll give it a C because I got that moment. <laughs> I might have done a tiny bit of gloating. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. You know? It's, it's sad that the show is that predictable, but there's yeah. something to be said for being right when you're right. And you're, I was right. You're, True, so you're right. I give it for C for chicks. Got to be right. <laughs> okay, so Lucifer, we were not we're happy with it. You give it an L, Jerry. Yeah. For or no, 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 no. I didn't give it an I didn't give it an L. I gave it a C for chicks. Got to be right because I oh, was right. Right because right, you were right. Yeah. I was right, yo. <laughs> good for you. It feels good. It does feel good, good. for you. No, you I need like Irene Cara. What a feel! <laughs> I need that. We have a few news bits uh, before we close the door here. Um, oh, yeah. uh, from the news bucket, uh, we're we're of course anxiously awaiting Batman v Superman, which starts this Friday as we're got recording my this. Ticket. I got my ticket too. I'm going Friday at noon. Friday at uh, 8 a.m. on preferred the, seating. So now, are are you? Uh, I know. Isn't preferred seating the best? Oh, the theaters. Oh. God, I wish they'd had that years ago, man. Oh, you and me. Why did they just think of that now? But um, yeah, I got the XD experience. I'm I'm all in. So, um, as um, I mean, we're really getting barraged to uh, like a lot of appearances by Cavill and yes, and uh, and uh, Ben Affleck. The one on the uh, the Jimmy Kimmel show I thought was pretty funny, mm-hmm. where Kimmel like recognizes uh, him as Superman at the party. So, you know, I'll kick you off the planet, and he ends up. Well, never mind. I won't spoil it if you haven't seen it. But I thought that was pretty funny. Um, we also got a little bit of news. Amber Heard is going to play Mira, yeah, Queen of Atlantis, yeah. awesome. and uh, she'll be appearing first in uh, Justice League Part One, right? 
in uh, November 17th, 2017, and then uh, Aquaman again after that in July of 2018. Crazy. Crazy. I know my wife is so psyched for Aquaman. I would never. Oh my god! Is yeah. your wife in love with Jason Momoa as she well? She totally is. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, there is no more manlier man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got. We're getting a Lobo uh, script from the same guy who wrote the Wonder Woman uh, screen, uh, the screenwriter uh, Jason Felix. Yep. Uh, so I guess Deadpool sent a message. Hey, R-rated movies with superheroes. Might be something you can be, you know, make money on. So go for it. Hey man, uh, that could be an interesting movie if they right. you know, go with the, go with the right version right. of the Lobo. Um, we have a really cool Q and A video on the DCTV podcast Facebook group from Melissa Benoist uh, taking questions from the fans about Supergirl. Nice. Also, if you are interested in Supergirl, the Paley Fest uh, was this week in Chicago, and what they do is they do these panels of uh, casts and crews from popular TV shows and just take Q&A from the audience and answer a lot of questions about the show and kind of talk about process and stuff like that. Uh, Supergirl was one of the shows featured at Paley Fest this year. Mm -hmm. And their panel was pretty cute. They uh, uh, young girls ask about, you know, uh, uh, why she's trying to ship Maxwell Lord with Supergirl. And mm -hmm. it was pretty funny. And I don't know. It's the if you like the, kind of the behind the scenes stuff of the, the TV shows, definitely check that out. It's on. Right. It's available on Hulu if you have Hulu Plus. Um, and some of it's on YouTube as well. So, uh, you got casting on Gotham. Yes, for Clayface. Yes, another villain that they're bringing out. Um, they're just. I mean, you know, Wrath of the Villains really is. Uh, Brian McNamen. McManaman. I'm sorry. <laughs> Brian McManaman is playing uh, Basil Carlo, which is the original Clayface. Wow. Um, the, there have been like four versions of Clayface in the comics, uh -huh. uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, including not including Lady Clayface. So, um, Oh, we got a cool little tidbit, and uh, this is totally possible. And, I, I, I mean, they're, doing, they're already doing it with the Chicago Dick Wolf shows. Uh -huh. um, Grant Gustin wants Flash... Supergirl, Arrow, and Legends to all do a giant crossover. And it totally can. Yeah, it totally could. Why not? Mm -hmm. Like I said, the Dick Wolf shows are doing do the same kind of thing on NBC. Heck yeah. Uh, I, listen, once this Flash and Supergirl crossover happens and the ratings go crazy, there's no way they're not going to which I think they will. That, yeah. that, AM, that asked me anything I was just mentioning with uh, Melissa Benoist. The very first question was about the Flash Supergirl crossover. Mm -hmm. Everybody's psyched for that. That's on the 28th. It helps the ratings for all the shows, like mm -hmm. when you do something like that. It levels well, up all of it. It's coming out right after Batman v Superman, so it's going to be like DC. Um, be on overload. DC Overload, yeah. Um, we got a little teaser this week from uh, the uh, Greg Berlanti people that a, quote, beloved, unquote, DC Hero will debut in Legends of Tomorrow's finale. Ooh. Now, as I said in the DC TV podcast Facebook group, my money is on Booster Gold. I love Booster Gold. I think so too. That would be awesome. Because of his ties to Rip Hunter, his ties to yeah. time travel. Yeah. yeah. It just seems That'd like a awesome. natural fit. I mean, for sure. Totally would. Uh, we also have a list on, on the DC TV podcast Facebook group of every Superman v or Batman v Superman character. From DC Canon, confirmed so far in the movie. Alright. And uh, also an interview with Melissa Benoist where she said she wants Supergirl to team up with Batgirl. Ooh. Girl Do power. it. 
That would be awesome. I don't. I don't think okay. they could play with uh, Batgirl as a character though, because she's part of the, you know, the Batman family. But I, I hope that they fix that. Like for next season, I hope that they, um, because now they've established that there are many different Earths mm-hmm. out there. Like, what is the big deal with just having it that there's a Batgirl in another world? Right. Um, there's a Batman. There's a Batgirl, and you know, it's just a different Earth. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Yeah. It does open up a lot of possibilities. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, if you'd like to join the DCTV podcast Facebook group, it's pretty well updated with DCTV news and DC movie news. Yes. Again, with Batman v Superman coming up, there's going to be a lot of that coming out. So uh, definitely join the Facebook group. Almost 200 members strong. I know we have a lot more people listening to this show than that. So yeah. join the group. Also, drop us an iTunes review. We really appreciate it. We'd love to get a new and notable, especially with you know everything going on with these popular shows. Uh, anything to get out the word for the podcast. I mean, a lot of people are watching these shows, especially Flash and mm-hmm. Arrow and stuff. So, I mean, there are a lot of people that could be into this podcast. So, by all means, spread the word. Spread the love. Most definitely. And uh, if you are into geeky podcasts, I imagine you would be, head over to the Taylor Network podcast, where you can catch Jerry on the Comic Rock Snark Fest. Yep. You can catch Daryl on almost every other show on the on the network. Almost. Almost every other show. Including the one we do together every week called Nothing's On with Mr. Donnie Salvo. Professional comedian Donnie Salvo, thank you. That's right, that's right. Uh, we just recorded one this morning. We talked a little bit about Daredevil in uh, non-spoiler terms, because we haven't finished watching it yet, because we have lives. Uh, unfortunately, as if I had the chance, I would have watched it all already, <laughs> but, uh, we talked about some other, uh, TV stuff. We had some really good, uh, comments from, from email. So check out nothing's on if you want more TV talk. And if you're done with those podcast possibilities, head over to HHWLOD.com. You can find a bunch of podcasts over there, including this one you're listening to now, in case you got it from iTunes or somewhere else, uh, the walking dead TV podcast, which, uh, we're going to be giving away. Uh, the Blu-ray set for Fear of the Walking Dead of the first season uh, to two of our listeners who write iTunes reviews for the Walking Dead TV podcast. So if you would like those Blu-rays, and I imagine you would, because I know I would. I didn't get one. Uh, (laughs) By all means, get on that podcast and listen up, because we're going to be getting all the details out for that by the time this show comes out. That sure should be out, too. So tune into that and find out how to win those Blu-rays. Uh, the Black Box is there, Sean Pryor's uh, podcast with uh, um, all kinds of fun stuff there. So definitely check that out at Uh Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Daryl, for joining me. No problem. Had a good time. Um, and until next week, we're ghosts. Thanks. Oh